You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today we're talking about letting go. It's the time of year, the new year, where you're making plans for your business and your life. And as part of that, it's a good time to think about the things that are no longer serving you and to let them go. After all, we know that 20% of our efforts generate 80% of our results. So there are lots of things that probably aren't serving you and are sapping a lot of time and energy. But letting go can be harder than you think. So we're going to talk about why it's important to let go of some things, what can get in the way, along with a few examples, and then how you can examine your business and your life and decide what you're going to let go of and do that gracefully so that you have a really clear, focused path for the year ahead and much less overwhelm and clutter. By the end of this episode, you'll have a clear process for evaluating your business and executing your decisions to let go. So let's start with that 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, and why letting go really does make sense. We're going to look at this logically, first of all. The Pareto principle was named after an economist called Vilfredo Pareto, and it states that 80% of consequences or outcomes come from 20% of causes or efforts. So this was a principle originally derived from land ownership imbalance in Italy. And it's a good principle that shows that not all things are equal and that the minority owns the majority. But you'll notice that Vilfredo Pareto was an economist and this is really relevant in business. For example, in teams, it tends to be a small group of people, a small part of the whole team that generate the majority of output. I've had this experience myself. And in your business as a solopreneur, if you look at all of your income generating activities, you'll probably find that only a few of the services you offer generate most of your revenue. And so logically, this is one reason why letting go of some things makes sense. Imagine all of the little things that you're doing to earn money as a solopreneur. Like think about all of those things right now and how much time and energy it takes you to offer that array of things. And the question is, is it worth it? What if you chose to focus on doing a fewer fewer things but doing them better? Well, you might have less variety in your work, but you'd also have greater depth, probably make more money if you focused on the higher revenue generating things. And you'd be able to do it in less time because you'd be streamlining. And translate that into this moment where you're looking at the year ahead. If you think about it, most of us end up looking at the year ahead and planning to continue what we were doing last year or maybe not doing any planning at all. And if you don't do any planning or review, then you might end up doing the same old things next year including all of the stuff that takes time and energy for little return, the stuff that drains your energy, the stuff that leaves you feeling a bit worn down by the middle of the year. And when I'm talking about stuff that takes time and energy for little return, that return doesn't have to be money. The return might be that the work isn't very meaningful or fulfilling or relevant or it's frustrating or annoying. So if you're hanging on to things that don't serve you, you can start to feel unfulfilled and drained. And I think that's why a lot of people start to get a bit burnt out by the middle of the year. 
if it goes on and it isn't addressed, then it can breed the sense of discontent or resentment or dissatisfaction. And that affects how you show up for your clients and how well you operate your business. If you let go of not what's not working and what's outdated or what's just downright uninspiring, then you have an opportunity to change course, to tighten things up, to improve, to plan a better year and to create more fulfillment in your life and your business. I know for me that if I have any sort of resistance in my business, any sense of deep fulfillment and any sense of meaning, any of those things show up in my body as some sort of a feeling or a tension and they're a trigger for me to evaluate what's going on. I don't ignore those signals. I think, where is this resistance coming from or what's giving me this deep sense of fulfillment and meaning? I like to know what's working, what's not, and to record that. And when it comes to planning, and I do this every 90 days, I don't just plan, I explore my feelings first and I adjust my plan going forward. It makes life so much easier when you're not carrying underlying tensions and when you're focusing on what really lights you up. It's a subtle shift in energy that allows you to show up for yourself and your business and to stay committed and focused. So that begs the question, well, what do you need to let go of in your business? I want to talk you through a three-step process of examining and then evaluating what you might need to let go of and then executing on those decisions. So before you jump into planning for this year, examine the past year. And I discussed this in my previous episode, talking about checking in with how you felt, what worked, what didn't, what was irritating, what you loved, what the achievements were and the outcomes. In other words, looking at all of those things from last year and figuring out what was most important and meaningful for you to continue and identifying anything that might be holding you back from doing those things. So once you've done that examination of the past year, it's time to do an evaluation of where your income is coming from. If you use an accounting system like Xero, it can help you to generate a report that shows a breakdown of everything you sold how much revenue you earned for each of those services. And you can look and see, well, where did most of my income come from? And what didn't I sell? If you don't have that software, you can do the same sort of thing in an Excel spreadsheet or even using your client booking system. If you use Acuity Scheduling or Calendly or Google Calendar or something like that to book appointments and you use standard session names, it's pretty easy to open that calendar and search for those session types and that will bring up a list of everything you sold during the year. So that's a quick and dirty way of checking that out. So you've checked in with your own feelings about what you liked and didn't like last year. You've looked at your financial data and your session logs and hopefully you can start to see where your 20% of joyful and productive work sits from doing that. Please do this work with compassion for yourself. Understand that, yes, you'll have some sentimentality about some of the things you're doing or the people you worked with and you might not want to let things go. We are all growing and we are all improving and sometimes we outgrow things in life. In fact, if you're a coach and you're doing the work of coaching on yourself and in your own life, you can't help but grow and have that sense of discomfort that you're outgrowing people and things. It causes our priorities and values to change. And the more experience and wisdom and self-awareness we have, 
we'll start to see more things that don't fit anymore and that's a sign to let them go perhaps for a moment just imagine how liberating it's going to be knowing that you're working exactly in alignment with your values and your priorities when you examine and evaluate everything from this lens with compassion then you're fully informed about what's going on about the facts in your business and your life and you have the clarity that you need to make decisions about next year or sorry this year and then execute on those decisions it sounds simple but sometimes it can be hard to let go and why is that maybe you have this sense that things aren't sitting right there's a few things that are niggling at you a few things that don't quite feel right and you're thinking should I keep doing that should I let it go I've had lots of these conversations in the past few weeks with people who are at this stuck point with things going on in their business or their life and the question is well why are you taking action what's stopping you what's getting in the way of you executing on your decisions probably it's because your wonderful brain is coming up with these yes but statements in your head like yes but if I don't deliver that service anymore if I shut that program down then I'm letting down those four clients who've loyally be coming, been coming for years or yes I know I haven't sold that program or only a couple but it has a lot of potential and if I stop doing it I might lose an opportunity or yes but if I stop doing all of the things I'm offering I won't have as much variety if I stop offering those services maybe people will think my business is in trouble but what if I don't do that anymore and then I'm no longer the go-to person for that thing you can hear there's a bit of fear in there right some of those statements might be ringing true for you or others like them and the fact is that your brain loves what is safe comfortable and familiar it's easy to do and it doesn't require much energy from your brain but if you step away from those things that you know very well into the unknown it can bring up fear it takes a lot of focus and energy to do new things and discomfort and uncertainty especially after what we've been through in the past few years your brain's trying to protect you by getting you to hang on to things all of the things and that's why you might be coming up with a yes but reasons to do things that no longer serve you and this might also include relationships that no longer serve you your emotional reason reasons come into play maybe you have a sense of letting other people down which creates guilt or obligation maybe a sense of wasting all the effort you've put into this wonderful thing that you developed you have this attachment to the effort you put in and maybe some sentimentality about it there's the fear of the space being left behind the scarcity mindset the uncertainty of your future or your income but there are also things you're doing that niggle you because they don't align with your values and that gives you this general sense of discomfort I've been through all of these things myself so I'm speaking from experience here and you'll have your own versions of these the sense of who will I be if I stop doing that and if you've been feeling any of these things really viscerally ask yourself are they serving you are they serving your business are there good enough reasons to hang on and what's the cost of hanging on versus letting go 
These are some really important questions to ask yourself or even to work through with your coach if you have one. And I encourage you through this process to be the watcher, the observer, to be kind and gentle, to be compassionate and to be reflective. Stand back and observe without judgment and look at the facts. And perhaps think of all the other times in your life where you've held on to things that didn't serve you, the relationships that didn't work or were unhealthy, the job that was unsatisfying, the tasks that you felt obliged to do. What happened when you let those go? When you close those doors, which doors opened for you? What did you learn? I'd like to share a little story about this so you can hear what it sounds like in real life. When I moved from Perth to New South Wales, Mossy Point, I started out as a personal trainer and belly dance teacher in my local area. This is before I became a coach. I didn't want to run big boot camps. I wanted small, intimate classes where we could focus on really good technique and something that I was calling prehab, bring in some rehab style exercises. I ran three classes a week, two exercise and one belly dance. And I did a couple of extra classes in the busiest summer months because we're just in a small town. And after three years of this, I was doing this on the side and also doing business coaching and consulting during the day, working remotely. I invented working at home, <laughs> but I didn't have enough clients for a full-time income. My business didn't grow because I was in a small area offering fairly unique and boutique services. And I realized that I was being pulled in different directions. I was doing training, personal training and having to prepare for those classes dance class and having to prepare for those they were after hours and in the in the day I was doing environmental consulting and business consulting work it was pulling me in different directions it was sapping my energy and I started to get really worn down and I was not bringing in enough money in any area to make the income I wanted I was cobbling together an income with disparate pieces and as a result I felt like Everything was draining me and I wasn't doing a good job at anything. But I had this loyal PT and dance clients who'd stuck with me thick and thin. We had a wonderful connection, but it was giving them value. But I was serving the community, but it was fun, but it was giving me exercise too. But what if I couldn't make up that income if I gave up the classes? And let's face it, it was only a little bit of income really. And who will I no longer be? if I give up the belly dancing. So as you can see, when I reflected on it, there was a lot of emotional stuff tied up in this and fear. I had a really strong urge to let go of those classes to pave the way for better opportunities, but I had this fear of letting go for lots of reasons. A fear of losing my identity in a community that I'd just moved to. Fear of loss of income. But deep down, I really knew that my future was in another direction. I'd just done this coaching course, Level 1 and 2 Coaching with Wellness Coaching Australia, and it was exciting, and I was wondering where that was going to take me. I knew that what I was doing didn't align with my passions or my vision or my values. My indecision and hanging on to what wasn't serving me had become an ongoing low-level stress, and it was gradually wearing down my energy and my enthusiasm and my creativity. I started to doubt myself. And 
it didn't go with my values. One of my strongest values was showing up with energy and delivering an exceptional service. And I think that was actually the biggest pain point for me. It wasn't about the money or the community or all of those other things. It was doing an exceptional job and giving incredible value to my clients. Now think about that for a moment. If you're like me, if you're really focused on delivering value, how can you show up ready to do that and if you're not fully invested in what you're doing? I was in feeling I was feeling incredibly inauthentic because I wasn't showing up and that was actually the tipping point. So when it boiled down to it, my decision to stop those classes was about two things. Firstly, being aligned with my purpose, which I discovered in coaching, and then delivering an exceptional customer service. When I realized that that's what was driving me, it was actually more about those things than anything I might be giving up or losing, then it was much easier to let the classes go. And when I did, everything changed. Relief flooded into my body. I felt inspired again. Heaps of inst insights started pouring in. I felt more creative. I got my energy back for my next venture. And that ended up becoming a six-figure coaching business. Hindsight is a fabulous thing. And I can see that if I had let go earlier, I would still have had that short period of uncertainty and fear and maybe a, a dip in my income. But I would have reached my goals sooner. I would have felt more fulfilled and less anxious about money. And I would have been better serving my clients. And I wish I'd used a process to examine and evaluate my business and execute on my decisions then with full clarity and confidence like the one I'm describing here. And this is why I think stepping out of the emotional stuff as well and looking at the facts is so important because you can be bogged down by this sense of guilt or fear without seeing what's really going on. It gives you the chance to explore all of your logical and your emotional reasons for what you're currently doing and decide how you're going to go forward consciously and intentionally. Unfortunately, back then I didn't have the skills of coaching and the experience of being coached. It would have made such a difference for me. So how do you let go of things in your business and still feel good about it? Well, firstly, you can examine your fears or obstacles and ask yourself, is this real? Is it true? And if so, then what are all of the things you can do about it? How can you approach it? What are the values that sit behind your decision? Are you aligned with your values right now? I recommend that you write down all of the reasons why you've decided to let something go, just so you're really clear on it for yourself. And then when you've gotten the story straight in your own mind, it's easier to implement and it's easier to communicate it honestly and authentically with others. So I just want to share with you how I did it, how I stepped away graciously from my classes without guilt. I worked out firstly how much income I was going to lose and as it turns out, it wasn't very much. Who knew? <laughs> I'd been making it up in my head that it was this big hole in my life. But when I figured out what it actually added up to, I was able to figure out, can I survive without that income? And also, how can I make it up in other ways? So I did this first as financial security was a real concern at the time. 
and that safety part of my brain was kicking in and I need to calm that bit down and help help to become more rational and realistic with any other decisions I made. And then I talked, uh, I worked out how to talk to my wonderful, loyal clients who'd stuck with me for the last few years. And I decided to be really honest and just say, look, you've all been wonderfully loyal and supportive, but I've had to make a difficult decision to close these classes at the end of the month. And I, I did it in December, actually, which was a natural close to the year. And I just said, look, I really want to consolidate what I'm doing. I've, I've got a new direction I want to move in. And if I keep going like this, I'm, I'm being spread thin. I won't be able to show up as my best and my future lies somewhere else. And that's really important to me. But I also want to thank you and acknowledge you for supporting my business for the past few years. You came on the coldest and darkest nights of winter. You became my friends. We've had a wonderful time together. And I'd love to finish up the year with a party and, and bring your friends and family so we can celebrate what we've achieved together, how much fun we've had, what we've all learned and what we've grown from. So it was words to that kind of effect. And it, it came from the heart and it worked just fine. They were really accepting and really fine with it and sad to let it go. But the reality was, I think everyone was ready to move on. Now, your version and your situation might be different. Maybe you are thinking of closing down a program that you've never sold, for example. But perhaps pieces of that program can be used in another way somehow in the future. You can take it off the shelf, put it in the archive and come back to it later if you want to. It's just about being honest with yourself and with others. And when you think about all of the reasons and you communicate that it makes life so much better if it comes from that sense of honesty authenticity and gratitude and to celebrate the achievements even in the things that you're letting go of so to wrap up today we talked a lot about letting go of things that don't serve you and thinking logically we know that about 20 percent of your efforts generate 80 percent of your results the pareto principle but logically, things are fine. Emotionally, it might be more difficult. You might hold yourself captive to activities or ideas that actually are draining your energy. And it can be hard to let go for lots of reasons, guilt, fear, loss of identity. But it's easier to let go when you check your values by being compassionate with yourself and by getting really clear on what matters most to you. So the three-step process I discussed today is to examine the past and my previous episode of this podcast goes into that. Figure out what's important to you. Evaluating what you might need to let go of and why and then executing your decisions without guilt or scarcity and with full clarity, confidence and certainty that you're making the right decisions. I hope you feel equipped to do this for yourself now but if it feels challenging and you'd like some coaching, Get in touch to inquire about my 2023 private client intake. I've got, I think, one spot left. Or you can contact me to get a referral to another business coach who can help you. I hope you find joy and ease in letting go. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Happy New Year and bye for now.